When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast. And today we're going to look at the book of Hebrews, and we also, at the end, have some uh, prayers for a neighbor's father who is dying named James. These are the prayers for someone who is actively dying in, in hospice. And so we offer those prayers up at the end of this uh, podcast for our brother James. We pray God's blessing on him and his family on this day and all the days of his life. Amen. It is time to move out. Time to move on. Time to go to the next step. Let us go on towards perfection. The idea of perfection in the Greek language and in the Bible is more about completion than about being flawless. We use the word perfect, perfection in a lot of different ways. Really, I think the way we use it in English is an unattainable standard um, of perfection that nobody really ever gets to or achieves. Um, and yet we use it in a lot of different ways. Sometimes we'll see a show or hear a song and say, that was just perfect. And what we mean by that is it met the right need and hit the right note for what we needed. Um, it doesn't mean there weren't any mistakes in it or anything. And that's probably more to the idea that the author of Hebrews is trying to get to, to move on towards perfection, not flawlessness without any, any rough edges or anything, but complete, which is sort of the same thing when we think about it. The vision that God has for us, that we live into in our journey, is a journey towards perfection. Um, it is a journey towards laying aside the stuff that drags us down and being free to embrace the things that give us life and give others life, not just for ourselves, but for everybody. And the way to do this is to leave the basic teachings about Christ behind. Not that we stop caring about them, but that we start to explore other topics. Um, and this is what's so curious about this text for me, is that the basics that he talks about are actually pretty complicated things in the way we think of them in the modern world. Instructions about baptisms. Boy, not every Christian agrees on how to baptize people or what even baptism means. The laying on of hands, like are there such a thing as ordained clergy and priests that we have to listen to or hear from or recognize, or is that completely bogus? And all it means, the laying on of hands means is voting. Um, some people have interpreted that as, uh, since it means the Greek expression to lay hands on means to stretch out your hand. So that could mean voting, you're stretching your hand out like this to vote. Or it could mean laying on hands to bless someone. Um, the resurrection of the dead. Boy, not all Christians uh, are on one page on what resurrection from the dead means, not just for Jesus, but for everybody. And then eternal judgment. And not every Christian agrees on eternal judgment, what that means. Um, is there an eternal conscious state of hell? Or is there annihilation that sort of happens? Or maybe 
there is no hell and everybody goes to heaven instantly or maybe that takes a while to get there or maybe you know the speculation and controversies about all these things are everywhere in Christianity and yet for Paul or for the writer of Hebrews I just admitted I think Paul's the writer of Hebrews whoops um, for the writer of Hebrews these are the basics and we ought to keep them pretty simple that's probably the best thing to take from this is that all these things are very simple at their basic understanding and we can do a lot to think about them and speculate about them but ultimately it's real simple the repentance from dead works and faith towards God um, that's pretty simple stuff to say God I trust you rather than trusting myself for everything um, I'm gonna trust you oh God um, then to uh, having be baptized whether um, whether we agree on the forms of baptism everybody believes in baptism so get baptized no big deal the laying on of hands that there is this thing called the church that is passed down from generation to generation um, through the laying on of hands through this blessing th through holy orders through ordination but also through the blessing that older people give younger people if you're an older person in a church or a community you have a responsibility to bless the, the younger generation. That's harder than it sounds. Um, it means not to critique too much. It means to bless. That's hard to do. I find it hard to do. Um, and then very simply, resurrection of the dead, that there is hope. Christians should have hope in the resurrection of the dead. Whether when all the other hopes run out, that should be the one that we can always turn to in our, in our times of trouble and the eternal judgment um, even though it may be unfashionable to think about hell and judgment um, and that God is sometimes mean um, which in the Bible is not that big of a surprise but maybe for um, the kind of nice deity that we're looking for today um, may be hard but the fact that there is evil in the world and people do evil often unrestrained evil uh, that they have no nothing stopping them um, to call for God's judgment in those situations um, is something that is very Christian we think of the the enslaved people here in America um, from that were brought from Africa against their will and enslaved in this country who cried out to God for deliverance they also cried out to God for judgment um, and the abolitionists the white abolitionists who picked up the cause in the north of this country and some in the south of this country also cried out for God's judgment the hymn the battle hymn of the Republic um, is about the Civil War and how that war was God's judgment not only on the south who kept slavery the longest but on the whole country who uh, encouraged and funded and financed enslavement of people from Africa which the people in the north were just as involved in the slave trade as the people in the south um, they just made it illegal a little bit earlier than than was than happened in the south but that kind of judgment that battle hymn of the Republic kind of judgment is something that Christians do pay pray for and say God judge this world um, we ask you to judge this world rightly um, when especially when faced with the the unrestrained uh, evil of people that have power um, 
when we are in power, it's hard to pray for judgment. But when we are not in power, when we are subject to someone else's power, whether it's an abusive relationship, whether it's an abusive work situation, whether it's an abusive government, um, whatever that abusive power is, that is the time when Christians pray for the judgment of God to come. And this is the basics of Christianity. And then he says that when people have tasted of this, this, these truths of Christianity, basic Christianity, and then they leave the faith, um, there's really nothing that can be done to bring them back. Um, this is both um, sort of our teaching of judgment in general. The judgment of God is the, the ending of the entreaty of coming home. Um, that is the judgment of God all throughout Scripture. That the ultimate judgment of God is to say, fine, have it your way, or thy will be done instead of mine. Um, that is the ultimate judgment of God, the absence of God. When, those, when people of their own free will leave the Christian community, um, that is something they can do. And that is something that is painful for us to experience. But... The writer of Hebrews says what they're doing is having tasted of God's grace and God's love and God's forgiveness. Then to kind of throw that away is a pretty big step. In fact, it's even like they are crucifying Jesus all over again. That's what he says. Um, that's what the writer says. That, that there's only so much rain that can fall on, a ground, on ground um, to produce a crop. Once, you know, even though the rain's falling, the, the ground itself has to produce the, the fruit and the, and the crop. Um, the rain is not enough. There has to be something in the soil. This is Jesus' teaching of the four soils, um, that, that the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, the righteous and the wicked, on everybody. And how each ground, plot of ground responds to that rain is very different. And God doesn't go around uh, trying, you know, doing, uh, going against people's wills. Um, God does not do that. God is, pours out God's grace on everybody. And those who resist it, that's the judgment of God taken on them for themselves. And it's hard to watch. It's hard to, to see that. Um, it's hard to see someone go into a self-destructive uh, mode. It's, it's hard to see someone uh, reject the opportunities that are available to, to us. And yet we've all done that at some point in our lives. We've squandered the gifts that God gave us, the gift of time, the gift of our youth, the gift of um, our opportunities, the gift of our talents and skills. We've all at one point or another squandered some of those. Um, and that's why, and that is why we are in need of God's grace, that no matter what we've done, this, the author of Hebrews is not saying that the path to, to God is a slippery slope and will fall off it. You've got to do a really, you've got to jump really far and you've got to work really hard at getting away from the grace of God and the love of God. And those who do, that is what they have done. And there's really nothing that you and I can do about it. Because God has better things for you in store. That is the hope of Christians that the writer ends with in this part. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about their journey. 
as much. God has, is working that out with them. Don't worry about that. Worry about your own journey and, and try to find hope in that journey. God is not unjust. God will not overlook your work and the love you have shown for his sake in serving the saints as you still do. That God is not aloof from what we do here on this earth. God is not so distant that God doesn't notice the love that we share for one another. That is what God notices here on the earth. And that is the kind of stuff that we ought to be focused on because that gives us hope. That gives me hope. Amen. Pray these uh, prayers for the time of death for James, who is a neighbor in Pflugerville's uh, father who is in hospice and is actively dying today. We pray for James and his family. Almighty God, look on your servant lying in great weakness and comfort him with the promise of life everlasting given in the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God the Father, have mercy on your servant. God the Son, have mercy on your servant. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy on your servant. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on your servant. From all evil, from all sin, from all tribulation, good Lord, deliver him. By your holy incarnation, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, good Lord, deliver him. By your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, good Lord, deliver him. We sinners beseech you to hear us, Lord Christ, that it may please you to deliver the soul of your servant from the power of evil and from eternal death. We beseech you to hear us, good Lord, that it may please you mercifully to pardon all his sins. We beseech you to hear us, good Lord, that it may please you to grant him a place of refreshment and everlasting blessedness. We beseech you to hear us, good Lord, that it may please you to give him joy and gladness in your kingdom with your saints in light. We beseech you to hear us, good Lord. Jesus, Lamb of God, have mercy on him. Jesus, bearer of our sins, have mercy on him. Jesus, redeemer of the world, give him your peace. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. Deliver your servant James, O sovereign Lord Christ, from all evil, and set him free from every bond, that he may rest with all your saints in the eternal habitations, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Depart, O Christian soul, out of this world. In the name of God, the Father Almighty, who created you. In the name of Jesus Christ, who redeemed you. In the name of the Holy Spirit, who sanctifies you. May your rest be this day in peace, and your dwelling place in the paradise of God. Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your servant James. Acknowledge, we humbly beseech you, a sheep of your own fold a lamb of your own flock, a sinner of your own redeeming. 
receive him into the arms of your mercy, into the blessed rest of everlasting peace, and into the glorious company of the saints in light. Amen. May his soul and the souls of all the departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen.